You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 24. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Pringle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter. And I'm joined by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, we got some awful news this week that we're leading our news stories off with. Uh, I know you're probably very upset about this. I'm a little broken inside. So uh, I'm always broken inside, though. So I don't know the difference. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to everyone watching live in the chat and participating. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. All you have to do is search podcast PXN and you will find us on there. Remember, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, As I already alluded to, there is a little bit of news this week about Kobe Bryant, uh, unfortunately, uh, passing away. Uh, which it's was so hard. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a very hard. sad uh, time uh, this weekend to hear that news. Uh, obviously, him and his daughter and and the other seven, seven people yeah. that were on the helicopter. It's just absolutely awful, and uh, definitely feel bad for uh, his family and reaching out to them with uh, all of our thoughts and and everything. Uh, so. The first news story is uh, NBA 2K20 uh, actually has a tribute in the very beginning of the uh, opening sequence, I guess, when you boot up NBA 2K20, like the live social uh, area, where they basically put a tribute to Kobe Bryant there uh, with uh, Lakers jerseys. Uh, all Everyone in the social arena had Lakers jerseys and was uh, basically uh conglomerating all together uh to kind of celebrate uh kobe bryant and uh everything he did for basketball so i thought this was a cool news story that i just wanted to drop in there uh right at the top of the show i mean obviously uh kobe bryant it's hard for me he was my player growing up he's the reason why i'm still a lakers fan to this day um why i stuck with him during the rough seasons a couple years ago um, so it really does suck to lose him. Um, I'm even remembering, uh, my, uh, second favorite basketball game is Kobe Bryant game, Kobe Bryant basketball, uh, on the N64, actually the second one. Uh, I couldn't tell you how many countless hours I played when it was basically three on three with Kobe Shaq and, um, uh, Derek Fisher. Hmm. And then you played threes. It kind of reminded me a little bit of a, a sim plus, uh, NBA jam mechanics, uh, and I loved that game so much. And obviously, of course, I was the Lakers. I was Kobe. That was my guy. Yep. So it just it sucks all around. And I can only imagine what his life uh, cut short would have done for media in general. I mean, obviously, he branched out. He won an Academy Award last year. Um, there was talk of him doing maybe something a little bit better than Kurt Schilling when it came to uh, going into video games with his production company yeah. and stuff. And I think, as we all know, athletes... As much as they, you know, get that dumb jock mentality, they're also gamers. I mean, I couldn't tell, what was it, uh, during the postseason of two years ago for the Red Sox, they had to ban Fortnite because it became so bad that all the players kept playing it. Yeah. So, I mean, they obviously love games. They're always traveling. I guarantee all of them have a Switch. Um, so, it just, it, it sucks to sucks to lose them. Uh, I'm really happy to see this uh, this tribute. Um, I think it would be really cool if maybe we were able to get some form to play Kobe Bryant basketball again. 
um, just as even more of a remembrance of him and his greatness that he showed on the field. Yep, absolutely. Uh, those sentiments I echo completely, and I think everyone around the world echoes those same sentiments. Uh, ben posts in the tw- chat, uh, Rip, which, yep. yes, rest in peace. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for participating. Continue to do so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> our next news story, uh, Patapon 2. Uh, Greg Miller is very excited about this news. Patapon 2. Are you ever a Patapon guy? No, I've never played any Patapon. I played the first, like, I mean, they're cool. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, they're interesting rhythm games. Yeah. I, I They came out around the same time as, like, Loco Roco and stuff like that. I like Loco Roco better than I did Patapon, because I thought Loco Roco was a little bit more interesting. Parappa the Rapper? Well, that was obviously years before. <laughs> right. But I, I never got his excitement. So, so uh, But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, you're good. So it's coming out tomorrow, actually. They just announced. Uh, so obviously it's it's a rhythm game. That's all I know about yeah. it. Uh, and I know Greg Miller's extremely excited about it. There's an audience for it. Uh, it's just not necessarily something I'm interested in. I, I would agree on that. I mean, it seems like a perfect PlayStation Plus game. Yeah. Um, same thing with, like, Concrete Genie, as we talked about, or mm-hmm. the fact that Order 18, 1886 is yet to come to PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Don't, I have no idea why. Um, for being a six-hour campaign game, that would be a perfect PS Plus game. Agreed. But, I mean, that's cool for people that want it. Obviously, the Greg Millers of the world, but it's just not something I'm probably going to pick up. Yep. So, uh, our next news story, Byleth is officially out now for Smash Brothers Ultimate. So, obviously, we've both racked up hundreds of hours playing as Byleth at this point. At zero. Because, yeah. well, one, it was announced today <laughs> yeah. that uh, the character was out. Um, yeah. I'll, we'll have impressions on the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'll i dabble, but I'm not at all thinking I'm going to... Yeah. put forth that much effort into this character whatsoever neither of us were excited about the announcement we were hoping for something yeah else. now i'll try to do i'll see if i can find the cuphead stuff oh that'd, that'd be, be cool. yeah just to see what that looks like Visually. and everything yeah mm. uh so next news story uh metro exodus is getting its expansion number two this is the second of two expansions uh coming out february 11th so this expansion to me looks interesting because uh, the first expansion, I believe, was like a prequel. Uh, it followed uh, Colonel uh, Miller, I believe, who's the main colonel in, in the game that you kind of... He's like your superior officer, essentially. Um, but this expansion is actually uh, following a character that is trying to journey back to America, essentially. So this is Sam. Sam's story, es- essentially, is what it's called. Uh, it says in this sandbox survival expansion, players will forge Sam's path on his journey through Vlad Vladivostok. Uh, did I say that Russian Vladivostok on his mission to find his way home to the USA? So this is kind of interesting because Metro has always been a series based in Russia, and uh, this has heavy spoilers in it if you haven't beaten Metro Exodus. So. I'm not going to read the rest of it because it's kind of spoilerish, but uh, essentially the idea of this is very interesting based on the ending of uh, Metro Exodus uh, journeying to America and like what that what's that journey going to look like. I'm very interested to check this DLC out. Uh, I haven't played the first DLC yet, but I imagine when this comes out, I'll probably try to drop both of them in. To, yeah, this uh, is a pass. Time. I couldn't remember. Uh, I don't know, but if I don't, then I will get yeah. it. Because I, I love Metro. Uh, Exodus, I wasn't as high on, but these these two expansions are a lot more linear focused based on how they're talking about them. 
Uh, so that definitely interests me more, having a more linear uh, experience rather than Exodus that's very open-ended. Um, so I'm very excited to check both of the both of those expansions out, but this one's coming February 11th. So um, moving on, because I know you're not, you don't know much about Metro. You haven't played any of them. Maybe when the control think. DLC, I can yeah. talk talking. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, this next one you could talk about. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps has gone gold officially, which is exciting. Game of the year 2020. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we say that jokingly, but it, it's a very good game purportedly if it, if we base it on the first game. The it's second be... best Metroidvania, in my opinion, to Super Metroid. Yeah. Agreed. Well, the first game? No. Or... Hollow Knight's my first. Oh, no, no, no. I mean the first the game first, in the series. First one, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, this is... This is exciting that it's gone gold, so we definitely know that it's not getting pushed back release date-wise because it is getting a physical release. That's why it's going gold, essentially. Yep. Uh, obviously, there's day one patches and all that, but we're both very excited about this, and I, I cannot wait to play that on day one. Uh, it's been... Actually, I played a little bit of the Game of the Year edition uh, yeah, like, when we were talking like about that. a month that. or two ago or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and that was the first time I played it since I beat Ori back in, what, 2015 is when it came out. Uh, so I'm very excited to jump back into more Ori uh, and kind of kind of get get my hands on a sequel yeah. and what that looks like. So. Yeah, it's, it's going to be just... I, I, I know I shouldn't predict the future as far as it, uh, but given how well i love the first i'm just predicting that it's going to be amazing in my opinion i mean i'm already looking at those videos seeing the combos now that you can do with two yeah and just looking at the exploration it's going to be very similar i'm very curious about the baby owl yeah. coming into play maybe that's going to be some sort of mechanic or something like that uh and just the stunning nature of the game you kind of get lost in the serene setting almost um so i just i, I can't wait this is my first must buy uh or must have in 2020 uh i i can't wait to play it i agree completely uh our next news story is another one that you can comment on because you've played resident evil 7 so uh our next news story is Eurogamer has reported that resident evil 8 is going to be a first person game as well as confirming well not confirming but uh kind of giving us more details as well uh, so there's there's kind of some interesting things here that they were bringing back zombies for Resident Evil 8, according to this report. Uh, it's going to be something that's going to offer us new enemies as well, like werewolves. Uh, they, they talked about possibly adding werewolves, which I don't know how you feel about that. Some traditional Resident Evil fans may, may be upset about that, although I would argue Resident Evil 7 didn't really follow the history of the franchise either because it wasn't well, really zombies ever since four they've gone away from zombies True. i mean it's Las plagas was not a zombie it was almost an infection right that that was spread in a sense of like a plant basically um and then seven you had the goo uh, I can't remember what you what they ended up calling them or anything, but it was always the black goo. Yep. Um, that were equally as terrifying because you technically couldn't kill them. Or a Boros? Is that what it was? No, that's what. Uh, that's one of the things I thought in four, isn't it? I thought that was five. Ouroboros. Oh, uh, you might be right on that, but um, regardless, it was just 
I don't know. I, I, I think that it doesn't really matter. The werewolves thing does kind of scare me. I won't lie on that part. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the right, right route to go down um, as far as having that. Because if you think about it, liquors were essentially uh, werewolves in their sense. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as their speed, what they were doing, yada, yada. So I, I don't know if I necessarily agree that that has to be what it is. Um, I just... I'm actually excited for it. Yeah. Just a little nervous. Um, so the first person in Resident Evil 7, I thought was actually very well done. Yeah. Um, the issue is always with Resident Evil 7, the uh, second or the last third of it, when you get onto the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, because it turns into a completely different game um, with sneaking and a lot of action. True. And it didn't need to be that in first person. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see the route that they kind of go with it if they've kind of taken the lessons for it um i really love the villains from it and i thought that was a really cool thing to have this like essentially a very creepy backwater um hillbilly family mm-hmm. i guess you could say because obviously the dad was terrifying the mom was terrifying too when you're in the little shack mm-hmm. um and trying to get a, to kill her so it's just it, that was a really cool part i love that it was in psvr it scared the shit out of me when it was in psvr but i still loved having that option i thought that was a really cool thing um that i didn't feel i guess back channeled in it was actually there as an enhancement more or less for it and a couple other things to add as well uh apparently the protagonist from resident evil 7 ethan is Mm -hmm. returning as well which is I don't know if that's a huge deal because he wasn't that interesting, in my opinion. No, he uh, said like twelve lines, and well, yeah. and you made that choice too. Which actually, now that they say that, like, so which choice do you go with? Because you either saved your girlfriend, mm-hmm. or you saved the the sister or the daughter of the family. Yep. So you made one of those two choices. So I wonder if now there's going to be essentially a right choice. Yeah. For that. Yeah, I think they'll do something infamous esque where they say this is the yeah. path that we're taking. Because I saved the daughter. Yeah. I was like, dude, my fiance's evil. She's yeah. not a good person. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And she stabbed me within the first like five minutes of the game. That is true. <laughs> and also, Chris, uh, Chris Redfield is returning as well, which is kind of continuing on that tease from the end of. I was gonna say, I, I really always meant to get back um, to the gold edition like DLC stuff. I heard the room. The escape room part was like really cool and very nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. Like twenty minutes, how to figure out how to. It's like basically an escape room that you know is so popular today. Um, so I thought that was like really cool. I'm I'm excited with the direction of Resident Evil. My biggest worry though is we're almost out of the remasters for the third person or over the shoulder ones. I have been on record. I don't want Veronica X's. Veronica X's are not memorable or have a good story. Claire Redfield is not as good as character as Jill or Chris, um, Leon, Leon, even, I guess you could almost say, uh, better than Carlos, even though Carlos is only one game, but like, I don't know. They, they definitely need to, in my opinion, stay away from that. But where do you go after this? That's cool. Cause three's coming out here. Yep. And then if eight is actually first person, it maybe comes out like the year, the next year in 2021. That's cool. So then what is 2022 for Resident Evil? Remake. Obviously, I will die for that, that one. That would be awesome. Because um, there's, we've talked about there's still some issues with that game. Yes. Um, that haven't aged well, but even fidelity-wise, graphic-wise, it still holds up. Yeah. It doesn't look bad. Imagine looking at that 
being chased by the chainsaw guy oh, <laughs> and yeah. beautiful HD type stuff. That would be amazing. Yeah. I th- I think we both agree though. Resident Evil Four should be the cutoff for remakes. I don't I don't see a need for a remake for five because they could do a redo of six and make it a good oh, game. Yeah, re- yeah. <laughs> I literally strip everything out of six yeah. and start fresh, yeah. and maybe I'd be. I was gonna say but... that there's your there's your remaster of six. Just redo it, <laughs> or or yeah, just remake or uh, put out a new Resident Evil six and say, hey, this was our Resident Evil six. What, what are you talking about? What's that other yeah. game that you guys like? We didn't totally take a massive yeah. dump on this game before. What are you talking about? Yeah, that that game's awful. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, there's a tweet from Phil Spencer, uh, that that just came out actually yesterday. So I thought this was very interesting. He, uh, tweets out great, great update today with Daryl Gallagher, uh, who's the head of the initiative. And he also tagged Matt Booty, who's the head of first party at Microsoft, uh, and the team at the initiative, incredibly talented studio, challenging themselves to do new things. And he, I think he accidentally typed things again and old things in new ways. So interesting that he's essentially subtly hinting that the initiative may be bringing back an old Microsoft IP and reinvent it. No, no. <laughs> and reinventing it, so to speak. So I have, a lot of people have ideas about what this may mean, and I agree with some of them. Uh, and I was going to save this for uh, our predictions for 2020 because that's one of my predictions. Uh, but essentially, I think that they're going to bring back a very big IP and uh, turn it into something. Well, not a very big IP in today's world, but a big IP that was known a long time ago and reinvigorate it and bring it back to the forefront they're essentially so the countless uh millions of people yeah. that don't know what the initiative's uh track record is kind of fill them in yeah so the initiative is a brand new studio they just started in 2018 at e3 2018 they were announced so they had already been operating for like four or five months when they were announced at e3 that year uh, Daryl Gallagher, he's formerly from uh, Crystal Dyna- Dynamics, uh, as well as some other big studios as well. Uh, he's been involved in uh, very high-quality games in the past. He started the studio from scratch, uh, and then it was announced at E3 2018 that they're a brand-new studio, uh, and they're creating a brand-new uh, game, not necessarily new IP. They haven't said new IP uh, and they're supposed to be essentially Microsoft's quadruple A studio that's supposed to match that of like Sony Santa Monica or Naughty Dog or someone of that nature. Well, now Santa Santa Monica. Yeah, now I would say they're quadruple right, A after yeah. God of War. So that's the idea that they're looking for something like that. So they're definitely, uh, they're either going to need to get some big IP, which. Again, I have a prediction for later on, but uh, or create something new that's very original that we haven't seen before and, and kind of excite people with that. Uh, before you say your thoughts on it, uh, Ben says in the chat, I just missed this, werewolves are cheesy as heck. I agree with that. Uh, we I don't think they need, I don't think Resident Evil needs to be a monster game. No, it really doesn't. I agree. Stick, so. stick kind of where you're at. Yeah. I don't know. I think Phil Spencer just made the initiative to get his 
quadruple a voodoo vince game that he's always wanted <laughs> really <laughs> quadruple a voodoo vince hey, he, he's obsessed with that game he would be the only one that would pay for that yeah too. but he would like uh, i made money on it i made money on it right i bought it like forty thousand times i mean i mean go for it phil if that's what you want uh moving on i thought this was really cool so i threw this in here i thought the way they announced this was really cool so apex legends announced a new character uh well they sort of subtly hinted at a new character um the the thing is is they were announced it was officially announced now is it official yeah, now? Because the season pass is announced. Okay. Or so uh, the season starts on Tuesday. Okay. Next so week, February 4th. So it's official then. Well, I'm okay. going to start playing again on Tuesday. So they <laughs> they announced it by doing this. They put files for a character uh, that isn't actually the new character in the game, like in the game files, and then posted this video of, of the same character that was leaked and leaked so to speak in the game files that people found and because obviously if you put stuff in game files people Data will find yeah, yeah exactly and uh so i thought it was really cool they have this guy sitting down with an interview with a, a young lady and at the end of the interview this guy just gets freaking destroyed like killed by stabbing in the middle of his chest like after some flickering by the actual new character from for apex which is just like that's such a cool way to announce a new character like a giant like f you guys we got one over yep. on you like this this is actually the new character like i thought that was awesome yeah i mean the the love and care that respawn keeps showing to this game and the community keeps actually praising them for it uh just continues to grow yeah i mean i'm nervous to get back into it we'll see what happens i'm not 100 percent sure if i will but i've said i'll go back in season four yeah but I don't know. I'm I'm interested in. I mean, obviously, I missed all of crypto, so I didn't ever play as him. Um, I never saw the new map either, so I am excited to get back in. Um, I just love just what they continue to do. I mean, I, I just there's no other way to say it. I feel like it's on that level of uh, Fortnite support. How Fortnite there? I mean, those developers aren't making any new games. That's going to be their game for oh, yeah. again another ten years still. Yeah. Um. So, but like they have people that are dedicated and that are supported. And I honestly, I can very easily see whatever Apex keeps evolving into. That's what's that's what's going to carry on to next gen too. So if you think about it, not only on top of all these other games that you're going to have on your next gen platforms, but you're also going to have a banger still when it comes to Apex, uh, still out there. Yeah, I agree. Give us Titanfall three too. Uh, well, you're there's supposed to be some sort of Titanfall spinoff that came out last year that I, I know and, it got in the fall. Yeah, that got canceled, right? I think it got pushed back. Pushed back. It didn't okay. get canceled, but they never officially announced it. They just said there was something Titanfall mm-hmm. related that got pushed out of the yeah. fall. So I, I'm kind of interested to see if Titanfall three ever comes back, just because of how successful Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was and how successful Apex continues to be. I'm not sure that their resources will be spread pretty thin if they try to well go and technically other. apex is set in the titanfall universe that's true um yes. so i mean i think that's kind of their way i mean pretty much they have all the guns uh for the yeah. uh, better part in titanfall or sorry in apex yep um so I, I think that's kind of the route they go i know ea pretty much just screwed over uh respawn anyways with the release of titanfall 2 regardless of it being multi-platform at that point they still gave it the worst window pretty much of all time yeah that's um, true it was yes. 
a modern warfare battlefield then, or sorry yeah battlefield then uh titanfall and then, and then the modern, following week modern warfare there was the or stupidest not modern thing. warfare but call of duty, call of duty my yes. bad uh, but stupidest freaking launch in my entire life that I've seen. I agree. So what about this idea on next gen Titanfall three with Apex Legends as the multiplayer portion? They won't do it because it's it's a very different. I I agree yeah. they won't do that, but it's just it's just something to get us a new Titanfall now, DLC. I campaign. could see some sort of Apex like mode where you have Titans. That would be cool. Yeah, I think that. But would like be they cool. don't like Apex doesn't have wall running, and that's what really brought that whole like because Black Ops started doing it or not Black Ops, sorry, but just Call of Duty in general just started doing it for like four years in a row where they had that futuristic shooters yeah. and wall running, and Titanfall is really the ones that brought that to the forefront. Agreed. And they did actually they talked about this uh, for the development of Apex Legends. They originally did have Titans in the game, but yep. they took them out. Yeah. So. Uh, I agree. I think that would be cool. Even like an LTM, a limited time mode for they, Apex. They've announced like two recently because yeah. Chris was trying to get me to get back on. I'm just like, I made a hard out. I yep. have to stay. You have the addiction. When I saw, when I did my PlayStation wrap up of 2019 and seeing 303 hours, and then he told, he had like 800 something. I'm like, all right, guys, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> like, it can't be just one game that much. Yeah, how how can you guys possibly play one game that much? All That's right. just... Uh... All right, Judge, I'd hate to... I'd cry to see your Halo yeah. lifetime well, play. <laughs> I think I do have that, actually, from last year. Uh, I think I have a little graphic here. Well, I just met your lifetime play of uh, oh, Master my, Chief. My lifetime play, okay. Well... I feel like I mean, it might equate to an entire year of your life at this point. Real world hours. It doesn't even have a time on here. That well, sucks. I was hoping it would have a time. But anyways, uh, moving on. Free PlayStation Plus games have been announced. And they're actually a pretty good it set It is this a month. banger coming so, out in February, man. Yes, I Ridiculous. agree. Ridiculous. We've got Bioshock the Collection. Get which it. includes two of... Probably my favorite games of last gen. One and three, yes. basically. Yes, one and infinite. Uh, and um, we also get The Sims 4. I mean, it's a good game. It's it's The Sims. So yeah. if you like The Sims, then you like it. And we also get a little bonus game uh, called Firewall Zero I Hour. I stoked for this, man. I've wanted this PSVR game forever. Yep. Uh, this uh, I know Greg Miller and Jonathan Dorbish, uh, uh, well, Jonathan Dorbush at IGN and Greg Miller, kind of funny games, yep. but they were always going on and on about this game, and I never checked it out, so I'm stoked to see this game finally. Uh, by the way, the Bioshock Collection comes with all the um, game's DLC, yep. too, and 2 has some of the best DLC you'll ever play. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Infinite's, Infinite's DLC connects good. it. Yeah to the other ones in a better way than the actual game. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I'm stoked, uh, especially given what Microsoft's were this month. You had Call of Cthulhu, Star, uh, Star Wars Battlefront on 360, so not the OG one that Xbox. came out. Yeah. OG. Oh, no, AG Xbox. Sorry, yeah. not the one that came out, like, three years ago. Yep. Um, so don't get too excited with that. And I can't remember what their other one was, but it, it was still something. Games with Gold hasn't been good since they pushed heavily on game pass ultimate really which that is a very true statement because it's their their focus is not giving away essentially the free games 
when it comes to you just having the online service. It's buying into the Netflix-like service that they're offering. Yep. I totally understand that. I, we, but we've said before that Sony and Microsoft are going different routes as far as to reward their customers. Um, so it just depends on, honestly, what the titles are. Yep. Uh, these are three amazing titles that Sony's are getting. Um, there's no reason why you wouldn't. Uh, at least put these in your library and so you can have them. Even if you don't own PSVR, download Firewall because you never know. Mm -hmm. If you end up getting one later or PlayStation 5 supports yeah. it and if it works with that, which I don't know, that's a good question that we... I don't know if we know the answer to yet. If PlayStation 4 VR games will work on PlayStation 5. Yeah, well, your unit works on... your. Your current unit will work on PlayStation 5. That's been Correct. confirmed. So I would assume your games, because already PlayStation 4 games are supposed to work. Hopefully, yeah. but there are games on 360 that are Connect, uh, Connect games, like Connect Adventures and stuff like that, that don't work on Xbox One because it's a different Connect, partially, and also because the games aren't supported. Yeah. So hopefully that's the case. I would assume, um, just with how they continue to support vr they announced last month obviously or earlier this month five million units uh, have been officially sold so i have a feeling that it still will um i hope this is a trend that we will continue though because this is something that i wanted from playstation plus forever is i didn't need two games i rarely get to any of the games i mean the last time i did i think was darksiders uh three but if you want people to start uh, supporting better when it comes to PSVR, yeah. offer those free games in there. There's a ton of games. Agreed. They have a ton of first-party games, too. Like That's such a smart thing to do is offer PSVR to get people into it. Because just like you said, if you at some point break down, you know what? This thing's only 150 now. It's something I want to check out. It's a cool thing to have around. Holy crap, I got four games already. Like yep. It just makes sense. Agreed completely. Uh, so our last news story of the week EA has some rumors out there uh, that a Knights of the Old Republic remake or uh, remaster something, so, or reimagining, sorry, remake or reimagining, they're going to release a uh, new one of those, and those it's going to be announced somewhat soon, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but this comes hot off the heels of uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who is kind of the Lucasfilm head honcho, so to speak. And she had made a couple of comments about how Knights of the Old Republic would uh, get kind of a uh, uprising, like it would have more stuff coming very soon in that um, in that realm of Star Wars. So uh, this is very interesting. Obviously, the original games, uh, I believe, were both of them made by Obsidian, or yep. was... uh, well, Bioware. But I thought, isn't it Obsidian? Uh, I thought it was Bioware. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so they're supposed to be releasing a new one. Uh, so I, my only question is, how are they going to def differentiate in the Star Wars Battlefront realm? Technically, we're both right. We're both right. Yeah, is the, it both? First, the first one was Bioware, the second one was Obsidian. Okay, there you yeah. go. So how are they going to differentiate themselves from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is a very Jedi and Force-based game, and Star Wars Battlefront, which is a very uh, fun, like, um, shooter type of experience where is this going to fall in between those i guess is my only question um or like so jedi fallen order is canon now in star wars yeah. disney has confirmed that they said pretty much anything going forward is canon knights of the Old republic had a lot of stuff 
um, and even two that they established in a Star Wars universe that's now considered Star Wars Legend, which is stupid because they introduced some badass villains um, in that that are more powerful than Darth Vader and Darth Sidious in a way. Hmm. Um, but uh, that's where I would be curious to see where they're going to go with it because there is something you can do with it because Knights of the Old Republic is all supposed to be about before the Skywalker, essentially, uh, or the Skywalker saga. So there's a lot you can do because... As Star Wars myth has grown throughout years, that's a lot more things that technically have happened. The comics have done it. Um, the television shows have done it. Like where there is stuff far beyond comprehension as far as uh, Skywalkers themselves. Like yes, they're an integral part of the Star Wars stories, especially with the movies. But they develop a lot of things that are able to be taken away into the St- Skywalker saga. Gotcha. So I'd be very curious to see like. I mean, oh God, I wish I could remember the first villain. Well, uh, and, but and there is rumors that they are essentially taking the best parts of the first two games and basically combining it into one game and like kind of reimagining Darth it. Malik. Darth Malik. I couldn't remember. And and they're gonna reimagine it to fit in the Star Wars canon of the like current. Ooh. So essentially, they're just gonna take the pieces that work in canon now. And that's the rumor that that's going around. So uh, that'll be interesting to kind of see what happens on that front. Uh, moving on, games we were playing. Uh, I went back to Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection. So I haven't played this. I haven't played Assassin's Creed 2 since I beat it on the original on 360. I bought the Ezio Collection when it came out on Xbox One at some point when it was on sale. Uh, because I love that franchise, and I just never got back to it. So I started playing that, and I'm already like a third of the way through the game. I absolutely love the game. Uh, it definitely reminds me of all of the problems that I had with the weird game. Weird as hell watching you play that, bro. Not yeah. gonna lie, weird as hell. Like jumping around uh, in... The traversal is the biggest thing for me. Like the traversal is light years behind what Odyssey and stuff is now. Like it, you don't realize it when you're playing it at the time because it was so it was so much better than the first Assassin's Creed game. But it is light years behind what what's currently happening now. But the story is so good. I love Ezio and all of the characters in his trilogy. So I'm very excited. I might try to. Get through all three Ezio games. We'll see. I don't know. Brotherhood would be the coolest one to go back to for me. Cause I, I, the only thing I wish is that they brought the multiplayer with it. Yeah. Because I know we talked about that. I think it was last week or the week before. A couple weeks, yeah. But, God, the multiplayer in the Assassin's Creed games were amazing. I agree. And Revelations, I'm ex- I would be excited to play that again because I love old man Ezio. Mm. It's great. Uh, the other game I was playing was disintegration beta so uh that's the new game from marcus lato who uh was basically the father of the master chief he created master chief uh his new game is called disintegration it's uh it's in beta and i played it on xbox one it is a very original game i have to give it that like it's essentially a mech shooter kind of uh with rts elements and it's very interesting because you have different classes of characters that have different power-ups and stuff, and they play very differently. Uh, like, one has, like, a nuke that you can shoot, and it's super slow shooting. One, your favorite character yes. has that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's very slow shooting, so you have to kind of make sure you're going to be on target with it before you shoot it. 
uh, but it's a one-hit kill. You shoot it, and it just blows them up. It's just awesome. And you have these little uh, units that you control. There's two to three units that you control, and you capture the objectives with those units, or you carry uh, objectives, like there's a, uh, um, a key or whatever that you had to carry to a, a specific point on the map. Oh, the fuel drop? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's some very interesting things with the game. I will have to... We'll have to see more on it for me to kind of be interested in buying it, I guess. Uh, it still looks like it's still early in the... It's not early in development, obviously. It's beta, but they still have a lot of polishing to do. Uh, it still has definitely some things to prove. And I'm interested to see what they kind of spin the campaign to be because this is all multiplayer that yeah. we're seeing. Uh, but it definitely, it would look very intru- interesting. Interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not 100% sure. It looks like... Um, I mean, you had to even mess with the sensitivity because it's like more or less a slower yes. um, type movement, especially when you're flying around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can always appreciate developers trying something different. Yep. Uh, not the same old same that we've seen for years type deal. Agreed. Uh, so the game I've been playing is the game everyone should be playing is Celeste. So I know I'm like two years a little late on that. Uh, but uh, first off, uh, the Switch is having a massive sell on uh matt makes games uh the developer of celeste uh they also developed towerfall uh which a lot of people have it from playstation plus but like these were like 60 or 70 percent off so normally 1999 i got it for six bucks um and celeste was a lot of different companies and outlets game of the year um that year so i mean it was a heavy banger um and i am extremely sorry i didn't mean to spit uh, liking it uh so one, it gives you just flashes of Super Meat Boy, hmm. uh, especially with this difficulty. Um, and I've been unlocking B-Sides, too, which is the map, but even harder. Hmm. So I have no idea, because I, my, the first world, I had 20 deaths. Jesus. Second world, I had 66 deaths. I'm about to beat the, th- the third world, I think, because I'm on the boss. 120? And I am thinking probably 200, oh, at God. least. I mean, there are so many difficult parts. Uh, but I love those types of fast platforming, uh, levels. Um, so I am excited to keep going with it. Honestly, I I thought it was kind of weird that everyone was like, kind of just loving the story, like an eight to, it's like between an eight and a 16 bit game. And everyone's like praising the story for like what it talks about. I guess it's like, uh, emotional or mental issues and that type of stuff. And Honestly, I thought it was going to be more overt, but it's very subvert uh, in how it uh, tackles those topics. Um, so it's not like blatantly pulling it out. Like at one point, you're a sl- uh, Madeline's, that's the main character's mom, calls and starts talking about her having a panic attack like she always does. But it doesn't like kind of put it down your throat. It just like says, okay, you just need to calm down, that type of thing. Like uh, enjoy yourself, that type of deal. But I am really liking it. There's no way I'm ever going to 100% it. Um, I've watched some videos on YouTube with speedrunners on how they like don't die, and I'm just like, you are my god, more or less, to do that That's stuff. Insane. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely a game I'm gonna keep playing. But if you never play Towerfall or this game, seriously, for like twelve bucks on the Switch, you could check out both. That's a huge sale. And honestly, with you saying that you've died like three hundred times, that definitely sounds like a game that would be up my alley. Well, <laughs> not. Okay. Well, I mean, you like Super Meat Boy, didn't you? I never played it. You never did? Okay. Well, I mean, the nice thing about uh, this game and that game is the load into it. Yeah. It's It's quick. Yeah, you die and it's immediate. You're back into it right away. So you can either figure out what you're doing or 
move on essentially to that. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's tricky platforming. It is, but it's also intuitive and you really feel like the mistakes were your own, not the games. Okay. Um, I know sometimes when you were playing Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze oh. uh, the previous weeks, you felt like no matter what you were doing, the game was almost against you right. as opposed to what you were doing. Right. This doesn't feel that way. It, it, you saw me getting frustrated, but it was my own frustrations. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, so moving on to the topic of the show, uh, this is game predictions for 2020. So basically we're just going to run down, uh, some of our predictions. We both chose seven, uh, predictions for 2020. This is just generic predictions. What we think is going to happen in the industry. Uh, if anyone that is watching live has any predictions for, uh, what, what they think we'll see in 2020 it could be anything game related uh that you think we'll see in 2020 uh whether it's release dates or price points or whatever whatever you think we'll see just drop it in the chat and we'll read it out ben does not predict you will get good at call of duty ben he didn't type that you just made that (laughs) up i love how you look to see if he said that (laughs) yeah all right, so my first prediction is Xbox Series X, I think, will be revealed at $499.99 price point, so $500, and a Series S will also be announced at a $349.99 price point, so essentially a $150 difference there. I think they're going to have a substantial difference between the two consoles because, uh, obviously, the rumored 12 teraflops compared to the four, that's triple the power. So I'm just kind of thinking in my head what that would look like price-wise. The GPU is that much more powerful. So GPUs are pretty expensive. That's one of the most expensive parts on a console. So I'm just thinking $150 more powerful GPU is what I'm thinking. But uh, that's just my first prediction. Uh, so my first one, sticking on kind of console prices, PlayStation 5 will be also $499.99, though I disagree with your prediction as far as the Series X, and still will remain the number one selling console at least through the end of the year. Um, my thought process when it comes to the number one selling con- console is I think this whatever continuation of the console war is more about ecosystems than it ever has been before, mm-hmm. and that's where I think Microsoft has the toughest, but yet best. Uh, So they have the toughest issue, but they also have the best solution uh, to get you over to their platforms. Because they did lose a lot of people to PlayStation this generation, this time around, uh, with just their messaging uh, at the the beginning of the console generation. But I still feel that now that Sony has a lot of these people, and as long as they don't screw up the marketing messaging like they did with PlayStation 3, so it can't happen... But as long as they don't screw it up, they will continue to be number one. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. And part of that is, I think, obviously, the the idea that Xbox is turning into more of a platform than it is a console anymore. Because you can play on PC, you can play on Xbox Series X, you can play on xCloud, etc. And with one of my predictions a little bit later... That kind of leads into that as well, which I'll just go ahead and do that one next since it kind of leads into it. Uh, I think Microsoft will announce that Project X Cloud will come to Switch, which will bring every next generation game to the Switch. So this is interesting because if they do this, obviously Switch owners would be uh, able to access any game game, uh, on X Cloud. So uh, you have to imagine at that point, xCloud is going to be very highly uh, tied into um, 
Xbox Game Pass. So they're going to have some kind of service that will allow Switch owners to buy this so Xbox. So announced, but definitely not launched. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I not not I launched, you. no. I was going to say, I don't think the technology, especially with... No. They, ha- they love each other, don't get me wrong. They have a very brotherly thing going yeah. on. I don't think they've started all dating. Yeah, yet. no, no, no. <laughs> not launched next year, but yeah. I'm just guessing announced. Okay. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, so this is actually, I'm going to kind of stick with a little bit of the Xbox and PlayStation stuff going on. So this is a weird one and kind of follow with me because I'm not obviously a primary Xbox gamer, but something Xbox announces will force me to buy a next gen Xbox. Um, so basically what I mean by that is I have already plans to buy the PlayStation five, no matter what, Uh, that's just what it's going to be. I'm, I'm going to get it. I have obviously i've stuck with playstation since the ps1 days mm-hmm. um xbox i actually bought the original xbox at launch um i did not buy a 360 um and then i bought an xbox one solely because of two games so there was an e3 where cuphead was announced and then the exclusivity deal of rise of the tomb raider was announced yep. and i love the original reboot of the tomb raider so obviously i was like oh, okay that just forced my hand yep. and i got a sweet bundle because i got a one terabyte bundle and it had the master chief collection i think for like i think it was like 2.99.99 the goat um so that was obviously a great deal and i had my favorite xbox one game and their best xbox one game was just sunset overdrive yeah obviously master chief collection yeah so sunset overdrive obviously um but i have a feeling microsoft is going to have something announced at e3 that is going to basically say sean you need both So this is where I see, so obviously I know you're going to be a Series X person, and if the Series S or whatever the Lockhart becomes, that's where I see myself coming into play and grabbing that. Um, I don't know if at launch, because obviously they don't have an exclusive title for the Xbox uh, series of consoles yet. They won't have just an exclusive, like, because you can play Halo 5, or sorry, Halo Infinite on your Xbox One. Correct. Um, And and they announced that nothing until the first year. Yeah. Um, well, we'll there'll never be an exclusive to series because it'll be, always be on yeah. PC. But I think they're going to announce something that's going to make me want to buy it as well. Um, my only nervousness would be obviously PSVR. If I could, so I'll go into that prediction later. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my next a prediction is a callback to earlier in the episode. So. Uh, I think that the initiatives game that Phil Spencer was tweeting a little bit ago, uh, I think it's going to be a Perfect Dark story-based reboot. So here's the thing. Perfect Dark, back in the day, was a huge IP. It was something that rivaled GoldenEye. It was made by the same people who made GoldenEye. Uh, And obviously that ip has gone away since the launch of the xbox 360 uh they launched with perfect dark zero and that game didn't really do much uh it was kind of I don't it was know. very bland and blah yes. it was not a it wasn't a true game. successor yeah uh so i think that they will take the ip of perfect dark and kind of transform it into something way better than that ip has ever been known as before uh, whether that turns into be like a third person stealth action game or something like that, I think that would be super cool with some like heavy story elements. I think that would all be awesome, uh, with all like the uh, little gadgets and stuff that she has. And, uh, I just think, I think that IP has a lot of potential and with Phil Spencer teasing something like that, 
that I think that game could be really cool. Uh, obviously, we won't see it until probably 2022. With Laura Maybe. Bailey, Laura, Laura Bailey, obviously voicing because she voices everyone. Yeah, she, she yeah, she's a she's a voice in Halo Five, yeah. and she's a voice in Years Five and Four as well. So, um, yeah, that's my prediction. Cool. Um, so uh, my next one is Sony will restructure PlayStation Now, similar to Game Xbox Game Pass at the launch of PlayStation Five. Um, so obviously we know they're out of E3, um, but. Sony's going to be doing other events this year. Obviously, they're going to go to Paris Games Week. They'll probably have a, some sort of presence as Gamescom, too, even if it's just a booth. But their state of plays are going to continue. Yep. Um, they're probably going to be a lot longer as well. But PlayStation Now has made leaps and bounds as opposed to where it was before. Um... <laughs> I just read that. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, Tyler. Tyler says, Dan, I love you. I'm your biggest fan with a heart made out of... Uh... A, no, that's uh, a butt. less than sign that's and a, butt. a three. That's a heart. That's a butt. Shut up. He butts you. No. Um, Thanks, So I, I think what's going to happen is um, there's always this talk about Xbox Game Pass and how it's basically Netflix. And I think PlayStation Now will become essentially, even though it came technically first, yeah. I think in Hulu technically came first as far as online, I think it's going to be the uh, Netflix equivalent of Hulu essentially to Xbox Game Pass. Because everyone just says, "Hey, I'll just I'll stream it on Game Pass, or I'll stream it on." <laughs> that. See, that was a heart. That's why I know. Yeah, love you too, John. Uh, you shut up, Tyler. Now you can get out of here. Yeah. Um, but there are still some issues. One of which is the first party stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily disagree with the route they're going in. It the only downfall is Xbox's route is mm-hmm. almost trumping them. Right. Um, they do have a lot more catalog to select from as far as PlayStation Two. Um, and PlayStation 1 games, even though I don't think they have PS1. I think they only have PS2, 3, and 4 on there. So I can see that. But I, I really think there's going to be some sort of restructuring because I think I think you and I talked about this. But this coming generation all comes down um, to the services they're going to provide. It's yeah. not going to come that We know, regardless of everyone's comparisons, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X are going to look amazing. Oh, regardless yeah. what you they're they're all going to have amazing games. Regardless if I give you crap for Halo Infinite or you give me crap for no well, you wouldn't but like whatever Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or something like that. Like they're going to be amazing games, but what else can you offer to entice me to that? Xbox has that leg up at this point, so it's like Sony kind of catching or playing catch up with it all. Yeah, I agree. Uh my next one kind of leaning towards that Horizon Zero Dawn uh gorilla games i believe will announce horizon zero dawn 2 as a launch title for playstation 5 so obviously uh the original horizon zero dawn came out in 2018 or 17 17 it's the same year as breath of the wild three days before you're right yes so that just lends to my worst time to release yes that lends to my idea even more because they release in middle of 2017, which means that they would have three and a half years at fall of 2020 to make Horizon Zero Dawn 2. That's why I think that's going to be Sony's flagship game, so to speak, this fall. I think that's going to be Sony's big game to go against Halo Infinite for Microsoft and Xbox Series X. And uh, I think it's going to be obviously amazing because the first game was such an amazing game, and I'm very excited to see what gorilla continues to do with that ip so uh that's my prediction for that one 
only thing that makes me kind of doubt that is that there was that posting from last week about hiring for multiplayer uh, for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That's true. However, um, there, uh, there it could are be an such, add-on afterwards. Yes, yeah, I agree. Like Last of Us Part Two, that got that's been removed. Essentially, it's its own yeah. thing now. So you never know with yep. that stuff. Uh, so my next one is Sony will announce an upgraded version of PSVR. Uh, so almost like a PSVR 2.0, cause there's already been a essentially 1.5 update that kind of lessened your cords. But I really think there's, they're going to keep leaning into PlayStation five. They obviously have first party studios dedicated to this, yep. uh, Sony London, for example. Um, so they will continue to push this. And I think they already announced that your PSVR system is going to work uh, with the PS5 that you have now. But I think to kind of show their commitment and dedication to this hardware um, that's really just peripheral in the end is having an upgraded version that, this is where I'm going to get ballsy, they're going to cut the cord. They're going to go Oculus Quest-wise. Um, because so play Oculus like, Quest you still can't get. So play without the console or just play wirelessly? Wirelessly. Okay, because the is it the Quest the, the one The Quest that's... is just you don't need the PC. Right, but, yeah, but you you can play it standalone yep. on the headset. So yeah, it's but not you can't wireless. find them at all. Like they've been yeah. sold out for months. And when they come back in stock, they sell out. Yeah. Um, so it's not wireless. It's just no. you play it on this headset itself. Yeah, but yes. that's what I mean by wireless. Because I like as you've seen me play, I have two wires yes. pretty much hanging and out of the back of my cumbersome. head, like I'm in the Matrix or something. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think is going to happen. Um, I think there'll be a bundle too with this whole thing when PS5 comes out. And since we're assuming PS5 isn't going down the Xbox route as having two models, I will definitely probably spend like however much to get both at the same time. So this doesn't have to go with your prediction, but how much do you think it's going to cost? I think, per personally, I yeah. think that'll be 400 400 Yep. I think it'll launch at the same price point that PSVR originally did. Because at this... At, right now, PlayStation VR is 200 Right. So, and I, like I just said, it's still going to work. So why not give an upgraded model that's going to be a little bit more expensive? Just like um, Lockhart and Series X. Right. You're going to have your, not base, but almost lesser, and then you're going to have your monster. Yeah. So I can I can really see that happening. Right. Actually, I just want that to happen. You just want that to yeah. happen. More powerful hardware. Yeah. Uh, next I have Playground Games is going to announce their Fable reboot that has heavily been rumored for a while now, uh, with no release date attached to it. I think that it. was your safest prediction, personally. Think so? I think it's your safest prediction. So, I, I almost said with a release of 2021, but the only hesitation I give to this is that we haven't seen anything from it. And Microsoft tends to announce things and then give it like a year or so before showing it off significantly. Uh, Halo Infinite is a great example of that. Announced E3 2018, we didn't get a we didn't get a gameplay trailer until E3 2019, so a year. So uh, I think that will be very similar uh, in that regard. Actually, we didn't get a gameplay. Just to clarify, we didn't get gameplay from Halo Infinite. We got an in-engine trailer. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but. That's why I think this game possibly is a fall 2022 game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but I do think we'll get some kind of tease this year. Yeah. Um, so my next one is a rumor that's basically been going around, but I am saying the Switch Pro is not a thing. It will not release this year. Um, so the reason why I say this is, one, this rumor has been circulating pretty much since the launch of the Switch. Um, that somebody's confirmed it or somebody said that it's coming, 
whatever it is. And it's been mostly outlets that aren't in gaming, too, where this leaks from. That's why I think is always weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've talked about how does Nintendo compete uh, with the upcoming consoles yep. um, coming out this year. But they just released an upgraded version of the Switch uh, this past year in 2019 um, that launched in September. Uh, so I don't see them actually putting out another hardware. I think whatever their next direct is after Animal Crossing comes out, that's where they're going to try to get us. Is mm-hmm. whatever they're announcing as far as exclusives is what's going to actually entice us. But I don't think the Switch Pro, if it is a thing... It's not coming out for a few more years. It's basically, I think it's going to be like a Nintendo DS and a Nintendo DSi, uh, where it took almost like four or five years for that to come out. And who needs a better, more powerful Switch when you have xCloud on Switch? In a sense, you're right, uh, (laughs) if that were to come into fruition. But like, I also, I would love, you remember how PlayStation used to tout their Vita attachment rate? It was a Mm. very high attachment rate when it came to games. Like, I think... It was 13 games minimum yeah. per Vita, which is huge to think about because a lot of people actually don't buy that many games. And I would be very curious to see what the Switch is. Now, I know you're that's not a huge console you're into, but you do have your favorites that you like. But oh, yeah. you see me all the time playing mine. I have, including indies, probably over 50 on mine um, just because I always look at those eShop sales. Right. Um, so I would love to see what that attachment rate, and I think that's where Nintendo continues to shine, is it was Xbox first, then it was PlayStation, now it's Nintendo, that is your indie machine. Yeah. Uh, my next <laughs> my next one is, I feel like this one was pretty safe, so I think I'm going to adjust it a little bit. Continuing on the Nintendo hype train, Nintendo reveals a Metroid Prime trilogy this year, I believe, with a release date of this year. Hopeful. They have disappointed me, though, for the last, like, three years. I don't think it'll happen. I, I just feel like it's been rumored for so long, it has to, it has to I, be a I thing. I wonder if it's been rumored or wanted. It's so hard to true. tell anymore. That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's been heavily wanted, yeah. and there's been some rumors. So, I, I think this is finally the year, because assuming that Retro is doing everything uh, okay and everything, they're not having any problems... I would think that Metroid Prime 4 will be ready for 2021. That's just oh, that's just my guess yeah. because that was 2018 that they took over, so that'd be three years. I still say 2022. It's possible. Cause, just because of them publicly saying we started over from scratch. Right. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, but that's just my thinking. If they release Metroid Prime Trilogy this year, then next year would give Retro three years if they were ready for Metroid Prime yeah. 4. So, I would love it. I mean, yeah. I really would. I hope it's saying I would love to replay the first one, especially. Um, so my next one is Xbox Game Pass will have a day one Ubisoft game. Um, so we obviously know both consoles coming out this uh, fall. Xbox Series X is obviously the only one that showed off anything. I think when um, they start doing their like console announcements or console-specific things, yeah. um, that'll be about the time that other games are announced. And I think one of three Ubisoft games is going to come onto the platform on day one. I think the rumored, either the rumored Assassin's Creed Ragnarok, Gods and Monsters, or Watch Dogs Legion. I think one of those three will be a day one Game Pass game this year. Um, the reason why I say that is because I think that is the next step in evolution of Game Pass. Yeah. Um, they, we already know about all their first party stuff. It's been talked about ad nauseum. I think this is now where they take the next step 
is uh, you already see it essentially kind of from Disney Plus with some of their live action movies coming very quickly to the platform as opposed to like waiting a year or so for DVD sales and all that stuff. So I think Ubisoft is going to try to test those waters and see, okay, well, we got three games coming out within like two quarters of each other, essentially. So let's try to give one of these a chance. See See what happens if we lose anything, if we make money, yada, yada. The only reason why I don't think that's going to happen is because uh, Ubisoft announced that PC um, crap. I can't remember what it's called. The uh, UPlay is basically the UPlay equivalent to uh, EA Access. That okay. they have their own games on PC that you subscribe to this and you get their games. That's the only reason why I would think that wouldn't happen. I would see it more that they would try to create their own service because. Every publisher wants to I get know, their own God, thing. Every every company in the world wants their own streaming service, and it's like there's so many. And out I was there. gonna say eventually, just like as we're already seeing in the TV space, it's gonna become oversaturated and not worth its weight in gold. No. Uh, but continuing on your uh, Xbox Game Pass hype train on the uh, Series X launch day, my next prediction leads into that. Is it uh, your last prediction? Yeah, my last prediction. <laughs> uh, Halo Infinite, which is a little indie game you might have heard of, is, you know. Indie as far as quality, it's kind yeah, of I agree. A, get the heck out of here. <laughs> oh. Anyways, Halo Infinite, only the biggest deal in 2020 uh, by one of the best developers in the industry. Mark my words. Anyways, That's Cyberpunk. That's Cyberpunk. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, Halo Infinite will be a top contender for Game of the Year in 2020. And what I mean by that is I think it will be in the nominations for Game of the Year for 2020. So usually there's like five nominations. I think it will be one of them. Uh, I've said it many times before. I said it last week. I'll say it again. This is 343's Halo 3. You mark my words. There is not a single person that knows as much or more Halo stuff than I do and that listens to as many developers from 343 as I do and follows halo as much as i do and i say halo infinite will be one of the greatest halo games of all time and will be a contender for game of the year 2020 in the words of a uh famous bad guy good luck all right i don't need luck (laughs) all right uh so my last one is um we've already got a teaser for this is Breath of the Wild 2 is officially coming this year. And I'm going to add on to this, Zelda is a playable character. Really? Yes. So I'm going bold with both. So one is, we've talked about this too, that uh, Zelda obviously, I mean, what was the attach? The attach rate for Zelda for Switch was higher than the the actual console sales. (laughs) Yeah, I I always remember that uh, when we were at work talking about it. At launch, yeah. Yeah. but this is going to be a massive seller and a massive way to keep gamers on the Nintendo platform when it comes to these new consoles. I think that has got to be their strategy uh, when it comes to this fall. Uh, like, how do we keep... So, Daniel, you're playing Halo Infinite, of course, but can I entice you with a little something from Breath of the Wild too? Yeah. Like, just kind of dangling that carrot in front of you to see, because as we both talked about, we put about 100 hours into Breath of the Wild... Um, and it's still an ever-expanding game, essentially. We never even got back to the DLC. Uh, well, I played Heroes, Heroes Mode, but I mean, that was hard as hell. Um, so I really believe that that'll be coming out this year, and they'll, they'll basically announce it at some point during a Direct. 
But the reason why I believe Zelda is going to be a character is because this Zelda is a lot different than previous Zeldas in the past. Yep. Um, this is a more adventurous Zelda. This is a Zelda that actually reminds me of um, Princess Zelda uh, that was a pirate in Wind Waker um, that was out and about actually doing things. Wasn't just stuck in the castle or um, con- consistently just like, well, Ganon has me, that type of thing. Now, granted, in the Breath of the Wild game, he Ganon has her the whole time. But you see a lot of memories from when she was basically growing up of her going out and about, her meeting the four heroes, um, all this stuff. So I really think that we're, they're going to dive deeper into you being able to play as Zelda. Uh, so I would re- – obviously, I want this coming to fruition. That would be awesome. Um, I will basically cry if it does because then what's the point of getting any next-gen console for me because I'm just going to be playing that nonstop. Well, here's to hoping it comes out like early summer. I don't think so. Like June, July. Oh god, dude, you're hoping way too much on that one. My guess is if if it's early, September's yeah. the earliest. Which at this point, look, this will be the first time I do this. Fuck you, September, because if, oh. if, if Cyberpunk uh, comes out, obviously it's coming out in September, and yeah. Zelda. Yeah. I mean, there goes your life. Oh, man, I just don't know if would Nintendo launch that game. I guess they would because they did Odyssey in the fall, but. Breath of the Wild, the first one, came out, what, in May? No, March 3rd. March? So, man, just give it to us sooner. We want to play that before everything else comes. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's how they get you. That's how they keep you into the fold. God, that sucks. All right, well, that's the end of our episode, guys. Uh, Appreciate you guys coming out to support the show live in the chat. Appreciate everyone coming out, Tyler. Ben, appreciate it. As always, uh, remember you can uh, follow us on Twitter at PodcastPXN and Facebook as well. We are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on YouTube. Uh, And that's it, guys. Much love and keep on gaming. Deuce.